Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's February 9, 2015 and this is episode 459. This week we start a two-part series to walk through 24 photos from the first of my two Japan Snow Monkey and Hokkaido Wildlife Tours for 2015. As you'll hear next week, the weather gave us some unique challenges on this tour, but as usual we had an amazing time and came away with some pretty cool photos. We start our tour with a three day visit to the adorable snow monkeys, which are a three hour drive northwest of Tokyo in our chartered bus. Although it was unseasonably warm, with temperatures floating around freezing point, there was still a good covering of recent snow on the hillside behind the hot spring bath in which the monkeys bathe. Here is one of my favourite shots from this visit, with this snow monkey just sitting in a wonderfully human pose, and also with what I consider a great expression on their face. I just love the wrinkles on this older monkey's face and that distant gaze which makes me feel that they're deep in thought about whatever it is that monkeys think about. I also really like how it's difficult to figure out what's going off with the monkey's right hand. At first glance, it is as though the monkey has their right hand resting on their leg, but with the angle of their right arm, unless they've got a severely broken arm, their actual hand has to be tucked down between their legs and what we can see here must be their left foot, sitting on the top of their right leg. The next shot shows two young monkeys playing boisterously as they bite each other's mouths in the hot spring pool. Between answering questions and otherwise looking out for my group, I love just picking out these moments like this as the youngsters play with each other. I also spent some time photographing the monkeys advancing towards me, still testing the 7D Mark II, now also with the 100-400, the new version from Canon, but I'm going to save my findings for a later podcast episode in which I'll concentrate on updating my 7D Mark II review, so please stay tuned for that. I am very impressed with both the 7D2 and the 100-400 though and will add a few comments in this episode but need a little more time to collate my thoughts on some of the shortcomings of the 7D Mark II which I touched on in that first impressions review which you can find at mbp.ac-453 In general, it's a great camera, but there's still a few shortcomings that I've not quite overcome. After the snow monkeys, we travelled to Hokkaido, the northernmost island of Japan, for a further nine days, shooting the incredible wildlife up there. Our first location is two days with the red-crowned cranes and the other wildlife that visit them, such as the white-tailed eagle that we can see in this photograph. At 2pm each day, they throw fish out for the cranes, which attracts these white-tailed eagles and black kites, which swoop down to steal the fish, making for a 20-minute photography frenzy, which is incredibly exciting. Although I still enjoy shooting my straight eagle-in-flight shots, 
I'm really trying now to capture poses that are a little bit different to my current range of shots, such as the, this one, and as the eagle looks around and hones in on his prey. At the cranes, I ended up shooting most of the time with my 7D Mark II on the 200-400mm lens with the 1.4x extender built in. This shot was captured at 490mm, so the 1.4x extender was engaged, but not at the full zoom of the lens. Of course though, because the 7D Mark II has a 1.6x crop factor, the effective focal length of this shot was 784mm, so much greater than I could get with my 1DX on the same lens. I of course have many photos of the cranes from the first day, but in trying to keep the number of photos I include down to 12 per episode, we'll jump now to a photograph from the end of the fourth day, which is the first day in Hokkaido when we visited a spot where the cranes sometimes fly overhead to roost. For this photo of the cranes flying over the lighter part of the sky as we look towards the sun, I actually brightened the sky to almost white and darkened the cranes down to full black silhouettes to really emphasise the form of the cranes. While in the Kushiro area, we have two mornings where we visit the river at Otoabashi, which directly translates as the Sound of Wings Bridge. Here we're hoping to be lucky enough for the temperature be, to be cold enough for hoarfrost to form on the trees along the river, and for some mist over the water. Unfortunately, on the two days that we visited, it wasn't cold enough this time for the entire riverside to go white but there was a patch at the side of the river where some beautiful hoarfrost formed, as we can see in this photograph. We waited for some of the cranes to walk down the river to these trees to capture this surreal scene. It's always so magical to see, even if it's only a part of the river, especially when you single this out with the frame of the camera, when we can basically make everything else go away. With the new Mark II 100-400mm lens from Canon on my 1DX, I walked along the enclosure at the Akan Crane Center later in the day and noticed a pair of cranes taking off and coming directly towards me. So I selected one of the two and tracked with it for the entire takeoff until they went right overhead. With the lens zoomed right out at 100mm, here is one of the last frames before the crane got too big to fit in the photograph. I have to tell you, I absolutely love the new 100-400mm lens from Canon. It's incredibly sharp, and having that kind of reach in a hand-holdable lens for the first time in almost 10 years is almost as much of a revelation as going back to a telephoto zoom with the 200-400mm last year after shooting with telephoto primes for such a long time. The only thing that is taking a bit of getting used to is the twist zoom action on this lens. In my opinion it should zoom a little bit faster through its range than it actually does. A number of times I found myself having to reposition my hand and lost a shot or two because I couldn't zoom quickly enough through the range. 
Although I, it did get a little bit easier as I got used to the lens. So it's certainly something that you can get used to and not such a huge issue. Next up, here I'm still looking for more exciting poses with this white-tailed eagle as he starts to dive to steal the crane's fish again. There's just something so special about being out in the cold in front of a field full of cranes and then having these magnificent raptors come and visit for those 20 minutes each day and perform their acrobatics for us. Although it's a crane centre, it's hardly surprising that it fills up with locals shortly before 2pm each day as everyone tries to photograph this spectacle. Here also is a shot of one of the black kites which also visit at this time. Compared to the eagles, these are smaller and are often ignored by people in favour of, of the eagles, but I probably shoot these as just about as much because I think they are an also incredibly beautiful birds. If you look closely at this photo, you can also see that this kite has a fish in his talons, which I think adds a nice additional element to complement this awesome creature. Each day when we head over to the location where we photograph the cranes as they fly to their roost, I first swing by another location where there are sometimes many cranes that are about to set off on that flight. On our second day in this area, there were lots of cranes there, so I had the group do a bit of panning. With longer exposure than we usually use to capture the action during the day, we set our shutter speeds to a 25th of a second to record the movement of the wings of these beautiful birds as they took off and flew out of the reserve. In this first shot that I'm showing you, the sun was almost on the horizon, bathing everything in beautiful warm light, as you can see from the wings of the birds here. The crane's heads move up and down slightly as they fly, so it's virtually impossible to get a totally steady head at these shutter speeds. But I'm still pretty happy with the results, and have selected quite a few of these in my final selection of images from this tour. Here's another photo which I made at a twentieth of a second this time, now at ISO 4000, as it was almost dark. But this helped the background to go much darker now, so the cranes really stand out against the background. For most of the tour we shoot in manual exposure mode and use the ISO to adjust the exposure more than aperture and shutter speed. For these panning shots we selected the shutter speed first because it's important to get down and nice and slow, but generally we choose the aperture first for depth of field, then shutter speed to freeze or blur the action and then just adjust the exposure with the ISO. The following morning we awoke to snow, so instead of moving on to the hooper swans according to our itinerary, I took the group back to the cranes for a third day, as they're so special when it snows. It just totally changes the scene, although it does offer its own challenges. On this particular day, the wind was blowing directly towards us, so we had to continuously use an air blower to blow the water droplets off the front of our lenses every time we shot, and then ensure that we turned the camera down and away from the snow when we weren't shooting. The results were worth it though, of course. The cranes just look so much better when it snows, 
and they tend to get more excited too. Here there were multiple groups of cranes singing in unison. I generally try to avoid or remove parts of birds poking into the frame, like the one on the right side of this shot, but for some reason I actually quite like this one. It's almost as though he's sort of sticking his head in the door to see what the ruckus is all about. I also really like the way the cranes ruffle their wings up like that, as we can see from the leftmost crane. When their wings are folded down, as in this next photo, it looks as though they have black tails. But you can see from the last photo that we were looking at, that their tails are actually pure white. It's the line of black feathers along the back edge of their wings that they seem to use as decoration. We'll finish on this photo for today as I hope this can help you to understand why I really do love to get some falling snow while we're with the cranes. It not only cleans up the surface of the snow, but the snow in the air adds another dimension that you just don't get with clear air. Before we do finish, I'd like to let you know that we've just had a last minute cancellation for the next Winter Wonderland tour that starts literally in just seven days from today. And although it may well be back filmed or too late by the time you listen to this, if you're interested in joining us and you're in time, you can book your place with the link that I'll put at the bottom of the blog. Remember to get to the blog for any of the episodes you just use the short link mbp.ac and then the episode number. So for this one, it's mbp.ac slash 459. And I'll make this part of the text a link so that you can go over and book your place or just go through to the 2015 Winter Wonderland tour page at mbp.ac slash ww2015. Note that our site manages inventory for these tour bookings, so if you take a look and the tour is marked as sold out, then it means that someone else has probably beaten you to this spot. Also note that we have already been taking bookings for the 2016 tours for a little while now, and each tour is actually over half full already, so if you would like to join us in 2016, check out that page at mbp.ac slash ww2016 and sign up sooner rather than later as these tours are selling out quite quickly now. So thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. And if you don't already, please subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure uninterrupted delivery. You can find me on Google+, Twitter, Instagram now, and Facebook. And links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com. So do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.